0: Daniel chapter 4, Daniel chapter 4, I'm going to read verses 2 and 3. We are continuing with our studies on encounter with the Most High. And I believe today is uh, section 6 or so. Daniel chapter 4, verses 2 and 3. Daniel chapter 4, verses 2 and 3. I thought it good to show the signs and wonders that the Most High God has wrought towards me, verse 3. How great are his signs, how mighty are his wonders. His kingdom is an everlasting kingdom, and his dominion is from generation to generation. Amen. Uh, The the passage I want to emphasize in this, or the phrase I want to emphasize in this uh, Bible passage is the fact that the Bible says his kingdom is an everlasting kingdom. So the Most High God is a God of kingdoms. A God of what? Kingdoms. He has a kingdom that is everlasting, is everlasting, and He has come to make us part of that kingdom. To make us inherit the kingdom that He has. He has called us to inherit. He has called us to partake of that glory that is evident in Him and in Him alone. When God made, created the world, in Genesis chapter 1 verse 26, he gave that uh, uh, command to mankind. Is that be fruitful, multiply, replenish the earth. Genesis chapter 1 verse 26. Replenish it. And then he went on and said, have dominion. Tell they have dominion. Wow. One of the things that God has told you to have dominion over, apart from all those animals, is even these uh, as, uh, sicknesses and diseases, these plagues, these pestilence that is playing around because today brethren we know the one the world is afraid of but you don't know what that we want that is coming tomorrow is that also once upon a time it was hiv they even tell you oh don't go to the toilet in public because if you do you will catch it oh don't sit beside somebody because all manner of things but it came to pass they did not now we are saying it came to pass some people are still infested with it some people are still battling it millions in the world still have aids but it's not our portion. It will never be our portion in Jesus' name. Then there came the point of that thing they call SARS, S A R R S, which is an acronym for whatever it means. And it shook the world a little bit, just a little bit. Then there is uh, Brother Ebola. And it looks as if it's gone. Is it gone? It's not gone. It's there. There is one that I think is in Northern Nigeria, that, that one that has to do with rats Lassa fever. It's there. And that is a, the same way all those have come, this one too will come and, and do what? It will pass. It doesn't mean it will disappear. But it's not your portion. Amen. Tell somebody it's not my, portion. It's not, my portion. It's not portion. it's not your portion in Jesus' name. Our God is a God of dominion. He has given us dominion over all as his sons and daughters. He's a God of kingdoms. And I want to just very briefly this morning Highlight some things about the kingdom of God. Of course, you know we cannot cover everything. Let's go to Matthew chapter 13, from verse 24 to verse 30. Matthew 13, verse 24 to 30. Matthew 13, verse 24 to 30. It's a parable we know very well. I read. It's on the screen. Another parable he put forth unto them, saying, The kingdom of heaven is likened unto a man with so good seed in his field. But while men slept, testimony, while men slept, his enemy came and sowed tears among the wheat and went his way. But when the blade was sprung up and brought forth fruit, then appeared the tears also. So the servants of the householder came and said unto him, Sir, did not thou sow good seed in thy field? From whence then had he tears? Verse 28. He said unto them, an enemy has done this. Tell somebody, an enemy has done this. The same enemy has done that which is happening now. But you know, the Bible says, God was speaking, he said, I created good and I created what? Evil. Who made the devil? So even though an enemy has done it, the enemy has not done it without the knowledge of the creator of you and I. And he cannot triumph over us. The servant said unto him, without them that will go and gather them up verse 29. But he said, No, that's why you gather up the tears. You root up also the wheat with them, verse 30. Let both grow together until they harvest. And in the time of harvest, I will say to the reapers, gather ye together the first the tears, bind them in bundles and burn them. But gather the wheat into my barn. Now let's go to verse 36, verse 36 of that same passage. So we're going to read from verse 36. To verse 43. Then Jesus sent the multitude away and went into the house. And his disciples came unto him, saying, Declare unto us the parable of the tears of the field. He answered and said unto them, He that sowed the good seed is the Son of Man. Amen? The field is the world. The good seed are the children of the kingdom. In other words, you and I are what? We are children of the kingdom. We are the good seed. Therefore, the tears are the train of the wicked one. Verse 39. The enemy that sowed them is the devil. The harvest is the end of the world. The reapers are the angels. As therefore the tears are gathered and burned in the fire, so shall it be in the end of this world. The Son of Man shall send forth his angels, and they shall gather out of his kingdom all things that offend, all things that do what? And them which do iniquity. And shall cast them into a furnace of fire. There shall be wailing and gnashing of teeth. Verse 43, the last verse. Then shall the righteous shine forth. Tell somebody, I will, shine. I will shine. As if when they say, I will shine. I will shine. Then shall the righteous shine forth as the sun in the kingdom of their father. Who hath ears to hear, let him hear. You know, that's, that's a prayer we, we normally pray. That as it is impossible to cover the glory of the sun, it will be impossible for my glory to be covered. Amen. I pray for someone here today. As it is impossible to cover the glory of the sun, it will be impossible for your glory to be covered. Amen. Nothing and no one can cover your glory in the name of Jesus. Amen. That passage says, then shall the righteous shine forth as the sun in the kingdom of their father. Brethren, every day that there is a day, the sun is shining. Is that also? The the day is inevitable. That means the ray of the sun has broken through. And I pray for someone here today, your sun will shine. I say your sun will shine. So there are seven points about the kingdom of God that I will bring out from the passages we have just read. And then we are going to pray. The first point I want you to take note of, brethren, is that you are sown a good seed. In other words, you are a good seed. Tell somebody, I am a, a good seed. That's very important. You are a good seed. In Psalm 139, verse 14, Psalm 139, verse 14, the psalmist said, I will praise thee. I will do what? Praise I will praise thee. I want to enjoin someone here today, someone who is listening online, that this season, praise God. This season, do what? Praise God. Praise God. This season that men are afraid. This season that men don't even want to eat. They're afraid of their food. What should you do? Praise Praise God. After you put in all the hygienic procedures you want to put in place, take time to praise God. The psalmist said, I will praise thee. Why is he praising him? He said, for I am fearfully and wonderfully made. He said, marvelous are thy works, and that my soul knoweth right well. How many people here are marvelous? Tell somebody I am marvelous. marvelous. Tell the person you are marvelous. marvelous. Ah, You are marvelous in Jesus' name. He said, I am fearfully and wonderfully made. I am fearfully. That's why the devil is afraid of you. The devil is afraid of you. And yet you are walking around afraid of what? Tell somebody afraid of what? The master of all negative fear himself is afraid of you. Because you are fearfully and wonderfully made. Remember, when we were discussing uh, the, uh, our encounter with the most, at uh, the last uh, topic we discussed, we say it's a God of signs and wonders. Part of His wonder is that you are fearfully made. Yeah. You are wonderfully made. Yeah, I I, tell somebody, I am fearfully made. I am, I am. I am, wonderfully, made. I am wonderfully made. In First Peter chapter 2, verse 9, the Bible says, You are a chosen generation. Just what I am chosen. Whoa. As if you mean to say I am chosen. I am say you are a royal priesthood, a holy nation, a peculiar people. What's the meaning of the word peculiar? You are different. Yeah. You are special. Yeah. You are not like any other person. Maybe some people, uh, the, the corona will easily attack them. You are different. Amen? Amen. You are different. Whatever be the circumstances, whatever be the situation, you are different. Maybe some people, even when there's nobody coughing, there's no season, there's nothing around them, they have not gone to China, they've not even gone to, uh, 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 what do they call it, they've not even gone to Windsor, yet they will catch it. But you are different. Are you not different? The Bible says you are a peculiar person. People, because God wants you to show forth His praise. He said, "I should show forth the praise of Him who had called you out of darkness into His marvelous light, because God wants to showcase you." Ah, who does God want to showcase here? Because He wants to showcase you. He is saying you are different. It will. What has happened to others will not necessarily happen to you. Is somebody with me this morning? You see, brethren, uh, it doesn't matter if the world believes or not. It doesn't matter if the world makes fun of us, fun of us or not. What matters is what the Lord has said about us, Amen. and it shall come to pass. Amen. I don't know how long this pestilence will last, but when it's over, we will all come together and say, Thank God we went through it. Amen. I think there's a song the choir normally saying that, Thank God I made it. Is that what it is? That's the one. I, okay, that's my version. Thank God I made it. Thank God I made it. Amen. Whatever be the rest. You will stand up one time and say, thank God I did what? I made it. I made it. And when God makes you to make it, you don't make it uh, grudgingly. You don't make it that you are still hidden. You make it and all will see that what? You have made it. That's why the Bible says in Psalm 126, when the Lord turned against the captivity of Zion, what happened? We were like them that dream. Then said the heathen, ah, they said, God has done something to them. God has done something for them. Then we began to say ourselves, the Lord has done something for us. Whereof we are what? We are glad. You will celebrate. Amen. Not only will you celebrate, you will be celebrated. Amen. So number one, you are, you are sown a good seed. Tell somebody again, I'm a, I'm a good seed. Number two, you are growing in the midst of the children of darkness, sown by the devil. You are growing where? In the midst of the children of darkness, sown by the devil. You are growing in the midst of the children of darkness. Philippians chapter 2. Philippians chapter 2. Verse 14 and 15. Philippians 2, verse 14 and 15. It says, do all things without murmurings and disputings, that you may be blameless and harmless, the sons of God without rebuke, in the midst of a crooked and perverse nation, among whom you shine as light in the world. Isn't that wonderful? In the midst of a crooked and perverse nation, among whom you do what? Among whom you do what? Somebody is not sure. If you are sure. Among whom you do what? You shine as light in the world. Brethren, there's darkness in the world, but you will shine. In fact, the darkness will amplify your shining. Say you know that. Because as we are here now, uh, assuming, I mean, everybody is giving uh, a lighted candle. This is daylight. Will it make any difference? In fact, somebody will say, why are you wasting the candle? Is that not so? But let the lights go out. And you are still holding your candle. Will you make a difference or not? You will be the one, you will be the sinusoid of all eyes. People will say there is someone there. There is something going on there. You will shine in Jesus' name. I said you will shine in Jesus' name. John chapter 3 verse 19. We are still on uh, uh, item number 2 that says you are growing in the midst of the children of darkness who are sown by the devil. John chapter 3 verse 19 says this is the condemnation. The light is come into the world. And men love darkness rather than light because their deeds were what? Evil. For everyone that dwelt evil hated the light. Do you now see why they hate you? Neither cometh to the light, lest his deeds should be reproved. Jesus Christ said, You are the light of the world. So those that love darkness will not like you. He said, but he that in truth commit to the light that his deeds may be made manifest that they are wrought in God. So you are growing in the midst of the children of darkness but you are a shining light. Tell somebody I am a shining light. So the third point from that passage we read is that the enemies or the enemy of the goodness of God in your life is the devil. The enemy of the goodness of God in your life is who? It's not your mother-in-law. It's not your father-in-law. It's not your husband. Who is the enemy of God's goodness in your life? The it's the devil. It's the devil. When you deal with him, every other thing is dealt with. When you deal with him, you begin to walk triumphantly. The G.O. was saying this morning in his message, said when the Bible says, he that dwells in the secret place of the Most High, shall abide under the shadow of the Almighty. He said, that shadow is who? He says, it's Jesus. And brethren, you know, as children of God, the name of Jesus will avail for us everywhere, every time in all situations. Is that also? That is it. In First Peter chapter 5, 1 Peter chapter 5, verses 8 to 10, the Bible says, be sober, be vigilant. Because your adversary the devil As a roaring lion He walks about seeking whom he may devour He said resist him steadfast in the faith Knowing that the same afflictions Are accomplished in your brethren That are in the world But the God of all grace Who had called us unto his eternal glory By Christ Jesus After that you have suffered a while Make you perfect Establish, strengthen and settle you God will strengthen you God will establish you God will perfect you. Amen. God will lift you up Amen. in Jesus name. In John chapter 16 verse 33, Jesus Christ was speaking. John 16:33. He said, "These things I have spoken that you I mean, I have spoken unto you that in me you might have what? You might have peace. In the world you will have tribulations, but be of good cheer. I have overcome the world." That's what it be, be of good cheer. You are an overcomer. Are an overcomer. As if you may tell the person, be of good cheer. Of good cheer. You, are you are an overcomer. And so shall it be in Jesus' name. Amen. In 2 Kings chapter 6, 2 Kings chapter 6, from verse 15 to verse 18, we see the encounter of the Assyrian army that came against a single man, prophet Elijah. 2 Kings chapter 6, verse 15 to 18. The Bible says, when the servant of the Lord of God rose up early, behold, a host encompassed the city, both with horses and chariots." And he said unto him, Alas, my master, how shall we do? Verse 16. And he answered, fear not. Tell somebody again, fear not. He said, for they that be with us are more than they that be with them. Brethren, as it was then, so it is now. And Elisha prayed and said, Lord, I pray thee, open his eyes that he may see. And the Lord opened the eyes of the young man. And he saw, and behold, the mountain was full of horses and chariots of fire round about Elisha. Brethren, as we are worshiping here today, there's a host of of angels here. The host of heaven is here with us, perfecting what concerns each and every one of us. For as many as have fallen off online, the host of heaven is at attention to perfect the word of God for you. Amen. Remember, brethren, if you don't grab it, you cannot keep it. Yeah. Amen? Yeah. So when the word of God comes for what should you do? I grab it. Grab it. Yeah. grab it. Otherwise, the angels that are there, that are ready to give, are also ready to do what? Yeah. To take away. To take it and say, this one doesn't want it. The goodness of God will be your portion. Yeah plan and purpose of God for your life, receive it in Jesus' name. Elijah prayed, or Elisha prayed, the eyes of that man were opened, and he saw the host of heaven, and then Elisha prayed. He said, these soldiers, these soldiers that came here that thought they they see, he said, God, do what? Blindfold them. Blindfold them. It is the wrong people that are seen. The people that ought to see are not seen. So, these people that are seeing that should not be seen, he said, God should do what? Blindfold. I pray for someone here today. Every, every one of your enemies, monitoring your progress, that they might destroy you, God will blindfold them today. Amen. That device that they are using to monitor you, after God has broken it, the eyes that they are using to, to, to follow you for evil, God will blindfold today in Jesus' name. Amen. And everyone... Whose eyes should be opened, but whose eyes are closed? I command those eyes, be open in Jesus' name. I say be open in Jesus' name. You know what happens when your eyes are spiritually closed? You'll be chasing shadows, the wrong shadows. Instead of going to the left, you'll be going to the right. And you'll be walking, 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 walking. But you're not making any progress. You're not achieving anything because you're emphasizing the wrong thing. They say some people, they major and minor. You know what that means? They make mind up. The major and minor. The things that are irrelevant is what they'll be running after. The ones that will help them, that will turn their lives around, they'll look at it and say, This one, this one is not relevant. That will not be your portion in Jesus' name. Amen. I pray for someone here again. If your eyes are spiritually blind, I command those eyes to be open in Jesus' name. Amen. Beginning from this day, revelations like never before, begin to see them in Jesus' name. You see, that's why the Bible says, when men are talking of what? A casting down. What will you be talking of? So, this time that people are hiding, the Jew was saying, he said, God told him at the beginning of the year, that there will be a forced uh, vacation for the whole world. He said, but he, the way he perceived it was, maybe that, maybe uh, there will be a terrorist strike, and he said, ah, I can't go and pronounce this one. But when it happens, they will say, okay, you know the people that plotted it. He said, but when God began to move, and said, oh, okay, is that not a first vacation now? I'm sure all of us have been one way or the other affected at work. That they will say, this one, stay at home. For this one, stay at home. For that one, 20 hours is called to eight hours. They have coffee everywhere. First vacation. Because God, God wants to achieve a desire. Because God wants the world to know that there is a God. You know, like Daniel said, that there is a God that does what? That ruleth in the affairs of mankind. That God will show forth for you. Amen. I said, that God will show forth for you. Amen. So the n- point number four that we are going to uh, take note of from that passage is, there is an end to this world. There is what? Amen. There's an end to this world, brethren. This world will end. And <laughs> it's not going to be determined by you. It's the word of God. First Peter chapter 4 verse 7. 1 Peter 4, 7, it says, But the end of all things is at hand. Be ye therefore sober, and watch unto prayer. The end of all things is at hand. Be ye therefore sober, and watch unto prayer. Do you know, brethren, that from the time that this uh, uh, corona shutdown has started, priorities have changed? Is that not so? People that will wake up in the morning and say we must go for hockey, hockey practice this morning. Ah, uh, today we must go for basketball practice. Uh, yeah, w- yeah, we must go to the gym. We must, uh, I mean, they, we must uh, we make sure the six pack becomes seven pack or whatever they call it. This now, when they wake up, where are they going? Ah, <laughs> somebody knocks on the door. They first of all clean their hand. Clean their eyes and clean the safe in case uh, Corona wants to enter through. (laughs) The Lord is good. Priorities change. That just tells you one thing, brethren. That's why the Bible says, seek ye first the kingdom of God and His righteousness. Every other thing shall be added unto you. The Bible says, and the world passeth away. And whatever, everything... In first John chapter 2, the world will pass away. Everything in it will pass away. And the Bible says every one of us will one day stand before the judgment seat of Christ to give account of what was more important to us than his word. What was more important to us than our relationship, than our fellowship? Brethren, this world will end, but we are all admonished, be sober and watch unto prayer. In 2 Peter, Peter chapter 3, verses 3-4, to four, it said, Knowing this first, that there shall come in the last days scoffers, what does the Bible call them? Scoffers. Walking after their own lusts, and saying, where is the promise of His coming? For since the fathers fell asleep, all things continue as they were from the beginning of the creation. The question they've done is that those people that were alive at that point in time, are they alive today? At most, you can live to be around 50 years old. I don't know if anybody lives that long. But if Christ studies, everyone will go. And then your list of priorities will be placed before him. Everything will be subject to the test of fire. The question is, will your work survive the test of fire or will your work be burnt? That's the, that's the question for us. Will your work survive or will it be burnt? Number six. Oh, sorry, number five. The things that offend or if I put it another way, all things that offend will one day be gathered into the lake of fire. And brethren, this includes all viruses and sicknesses. By whatever name they are called. All things that offend will one day be gathered into the lake of fire. In Revelation chapter 19 verse 20, Revelation 19 verse 20. The Bible says, And the beast was taken, and with him the false prophet that wrought miracles before him. I take note of that line. The what? The false prophet that wrought miracles before him. So that tells you one thing, brethren, the fact that somebody is performing miracles does not make the person a prophet of God. True or false? There's something that they've been sending around online. Online, on WhatsApp, everywhere about a lady that wrote something about prophecy of the end time or something like that. And some Christians will carry it and say, oh, God is good. Which God? That woman is a medium. She's a psychic. You are are in the spirit. She's saying that, oh, this will happen, that will happen, and somebody will begin to equate it to the Bible. Brethren, the miraculous does not equate to the righteous. What we call miracle these days, there is a lot of deceit. There's a lot of deceit. The Bible says, heaven and earth will pass away. What will not pass away? It says, my word shall not pass away. Whatever is not rooted in the word of God is falsehood. Don't let your faith be based on the miracle that anybody has performed. The fact that somebody comes to you and says, oh, you were born in 1935. In Oromi village. There's a stream in front of your house. There's a goba tree next to a palm tree. And next to that palm tree is a a mango tree. And everything the guy has said is what? It's true. He's not lying. Does does that mean that's why he's of God? It's only the word of God. There is something called familiar spirit. The familiar spirit is called a familiar spirit because that spirit has been with your family lineage for years. With your great grandfather, and knows, of course, the Bible says all of them will end in the lake of fire, that familiar spirit, all of them. That's why they will all end. But before it goes there, it wants to pull you there. You will not follow it in Jesus' name. Yeah. And that's why right, that, that passage is concerned. He said, The first prophet that wrought miracles, with which he deceived them that had received the mark of the beast, them that worshiped this image. These both were cast alive into a lake of fire, burning with brimstone. Brethren, all things are offend, Where are they going? They are going to the lake of fire. The occurrence of this season should make you realize that, brethren, when the antichrist will come, it will be easy for him to implement his, his plan. Do you now realize that? Very easy. It's an ordinary virus that we cannot even see. That is currently terrorizing us. How many of you have seen this virus with your, with your eyes? We well, have only seen uh, the, 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 the pictures. That's what is terrorizing us. So when that time comes, it will be so easy. Look at, you go to uh, the malls now. There's no toilet paper, ah, ah, there's no bread too. Ah, you see. That is only a taste of what is coming. But when it comes, it will be so easy, so easy. I pray you will not partake. In the reign of the Antichrist, he will not partake. All things that offend will be cast into the lake of fire, brethren, irrespective of the miracles that they have performed. Now, let's go to that Revelation chapter 20. Revelation chapter 20. We are going to read from verse 10. Revelation 20 from verse 10. And the devil that deceived them was cast into the lake of fire and brimstone. You know we were discussing in our Sunday school this morning about inducements, enticements, a million dollars, a billion dollars. Brethren, do you know that if you put a billion dollars here and you put light on, uh, I mean, you light it, is that the correct English? will, Will it burn or not? Will it burn or not? After it is burned, do you still have it? It's gone for good. And that's why the Bible says, lay up for yourself treasures where? In heaven, brethren, in heaven. The treasure you lay up in heaven is worth much more than anything here on earth. There is something they call, they used to, they call the Chicago fire that happened some time long ago. When that fire happened, it burnt a whole neighborhood. And you know, the, with the way construction is done these days, it's, got, it's, got, it's going to take nothing. To even burn a whole city. Is that not so? Uh, very easily. In this part of the world, that our houses are made of cardboard. <laughs> yes. The devil that deceived them was cast into the lake of fire and brimstone, Where the beast and the false prophet are, and they shall be tormented day and night forever and ever. That place, that lake of fire, is meant for the devil, the false prophet the beasts, and all their... It's not meant for you and I. It's not meant for human beings. But some people will go there because of their disobedience. Because they've decided that the easy way that God has made for them is too easy. Because they looked like, how can Jesus just die for me and you say I will make heaven? Is anything that easy? But that's why the Bible says God is not a man. God has decided not to make things difficult for us. You will make it in Jesus' name. You will make it gloriously to heaven in Jesus' name. You will not fall by the wayside in Jesus' name. Now look at verse 11. Verse 11. Revelation 20, verse 11. He said, I saw a great white throne. Him that sat on it, from whose face the earth and the heavens fled away. Why were they fleeing? Because it was a time of reckoning. And there was found no place for them. There's no hiding place. Verse 12 verse 12. And I saw the dead, small and great, stand before God. And the books were opened. And another book was opened, which is the book of life. And the dead were judged out of those things which were written in the books according to their works. I pray for someone here today. Your name will not be in the the books in Jesus' name. Maybe I should change my prayer. There is a book of life. Your name will be written there permanently in Jesus' name. Do you know someone whose names will be, will be removed from that book? That will not be your portion. Amen. Those who are deceiving themselves that I've given my life to Christ, I can do whatever I want. God is not interested in my body. God is only interested in my soul. I can sin and go and repent. Ah. They've removed their names long ago, but they still thought their names are there. Your name will not be removed for the book of life in Jesus' name. Amen. In other words, I'm praying for someone here today. You will not appear before this great white throne judgment, yeah. because whoever appears at this point at this point in time, the person is lost. The reason the person is coming up here is just to hear why he or she is going into the lake of fire. That will not be your portion. Yeah. All things that offend, all people that offend, they will be cast into the lake of fire. Verse thirteen and verse fifteen. I mean, talks of the sea giving up the dead. Dead and hell delivered up the dead which were in them, and they were judged every man according to their works. That's verse 13. And then verse 14 says, Dead and hell were cast into what? The lake of fire. So while hell is being used to torment people right now, even hell will end up in the lake of fire. Brethren, you must do everything to make sure you go to heaven. That's why you are here today. That's why you are listening to me online today. That's why today God has sent a message of reconciliation unto you. That's why God is making us to realize how fragile life is. God is making us to arise to realize that no, we did. Uh, Daniel said it. He said, "Knowledge has multiplied. That with the multiplication of knowledge, we still know nothing." Do you realize that? With the multiplication of knowledge, we still know nothing. The only thing human beings are good at is what? Is destroying themselves. Have you noticed that? The only thing we are good at is manufacturing things that will kill us. That's why once upon a time, people could live for 300 years. Today, if you live for 120, they will say you are in Guinness Book of Records. Is that not so? Today when you are 70 they say you are an elder statesman. But Moses at the age of 80 was still in his youth. Why? Or they said when they started this uh, what do they call it in China that they said they should stay at home. Lockdown. They said after a few weeks they noticed one thing. The air was better. The rivers were cleaner. You see how terrible human beings are. are so bad that all we, all we succeed at doing is destroying ourselves. The water was better. The river was better because the human beings that were polluting them, they were locked up. That is, that, that is the best of mankind, brethren. And that's what many of us put on our head. That is what we are running after that will make us to miss eternity. You will not miss it in Jesus' name. I say you will not miss eternity in Jesus' name. All things that offend will end up in the lake of fire. Make sure you are not among those things that offend. That's number five. Number six, all those that do iniquity are also going where? They are going to the lake of fire. All those that do iniquity. And like I, my own definition of iniquity is manufactured sin. I'm sure you know that by now. The sin you manufacture, Say, oh, you know, there is lockdown. We are not going anywhere. I don't have uh, corona. Sister Rebecca does not have corona. And we live close to each other. Uh, But you know we would. You are both going to hell. When you finish committing your fornication. Yes. Do you know the devil, they say, is a bad master. He will deceive them, deceive them until they destroy themselves. And then he will stand and be laughing at them. This is a time to sit down and think about your eternity. Where are you heading? Can you ask somebody where are you heading? Where are you going? All those that do iniquity are bound for the lake of fire. What's your thought process? What are you thinking of? You are still at school, you are in the dormitory, or whatever they call it. That place where students live. My sister, what do they call it? Uh, You are in the dorm, you are at school, you are in the dorm. Most people have traveled. And you begin to eye girls around, you begin to eye uh, boys around. All that do iniquity are bound for the lake of fire. Because you are not at home, your parents are in Africa, you are in Canada. You begin to go to nightclubs you shouldn't go to. All that do iniquity. They are headed for where? The lake of fire. Because unfortunately once in a while, when we get to know, we get to hear it badly. If you know what that means. It is when evil has occurred to them that we get to know that, ah, they say the boy is the son of a pastor. His mother is a general overseer. But he came here and turned his back against God. Doing iniquity, manufacturing sin. It leads to nowhere but where? The lake of fire. Colossians chapter 3. Colossians chapter 3. From verse 12. From verse 12. Uh, let, let's, let me start from verse 5. Colossians 3, 5 to 9, then 12 to 17. I'll just mention some things and we'll go on. Colossians 3, 5 to 9, and then Colossians 3, 12 to 17. First, 5 to 9. He said, Mortify therefore your members which are upon the earth. Fornication, uncleanness, inordinate affection, evil concupiscence, covetousness, which is idolatry, uncleanness, evil desires. He say, Me, I don't have a boyfriend. No? And, I mean, I'm a child of God. But there are some things that they call the uh, sex toys. You have them in your arsenal. And you think you are going to heaven. <laughs> you are living with uncleanness. God will help us in Jesus' name. Somebody, somebody, somebody called, uh, I think it was one of the pastor that asked me this question. I'm not even sure I know the answer. I hope I can still remember the question. The lady doesn't, she said, I have no boyfriend." I'm not fornicating, I'm not doing anything, I'm not married, and I don't want to get married, but I want a child. So, what did she do? She went to, uh, is it a spam bank, or what do they call those people? Got uh, in, and inseminated herself, and she has a child. And she's asking the pastor, have I committed anything? Don't ask me, who. All I can tell you is that all those that do iniquity, they are bound for the lake of fire. God will have mercy upon us in Jesus' name. I say God will have mercy upon us in Jesus' name. He says put off, in verse 8, put off all these things. Anger, wrath, malice, blasphemy. filthy the communication out of your mouth. You may say you don't know what alice is or, um, uh, or anger, but feel the communication. You know, what that, you know what that one is, right? What are the words that come out of your mouth? What uh, the words that come out of your mouth? Will they glorify God? Will God hear them and be happy with you? Now let's look at verse, I mean, verse 12. He said, Put on therefore as elect of God, holy and beloved, bowels of mercies, kindness, humbleness of mind, meekness, long-suffering. You want God to have mercy on you, but having mercy on others is not in your vocabulary. Uh, there's something that lawyers say he that cometh to something must, must come with something. Anybody want to help us out? He that cometh say, ah, there's no lawyer in the house today. The lawyer is shouting on the screen saying, I know it, but sorry I can't hear you. <laughs> Amen. Something about coming to equity must come with clean hands. Something like that. If I'm wrong, I'm not a lawyer. But what he's telling us is you want somebody to show mercy to you. But you're not ready to show mercy to others. Is there progress in that? You're not going anywhere. Bowers of mercy. Very important. Very important. Forbearing one another. Forgiving one another. If any man have a quarrel against any. Even as Christ forgave you. So also do ye. Brethren, we are in the end times. Things have been simplified for the Antichrist. I'm sure you know that. Live every day. As if Christ will come today. Don't give room to the enemy. Don't let the devil cheat you. Don't let the devil cheat you. Eternity, I mean, is too much to be wasted on frivolous things. And your husband did this against you. And your wife did this against you. Is that boy, since the day he went to Canada, he didn't even send a cent to me. And did, these are minor things. Eternity is greater than that. Your daddy offended you. Your mommy. Offended you. you better forgive him before he dies. If he t- goes to heaven or wherever he's going without that conversation, <laughs> uh, it will be well with you in Jesus' name. I said, "To be well with you in Jesus' name." I'll go to the last one. Our time is gone. Our time is gone. I'm sure you know what the last one is. The righteous shall shine forth as the sun. In the kingdom of their Father. It's somebody's time to shine. Amen. I say it is somebody's time to shine. Well, it's my own time to shine. Amen. I say it's my time to shine. And I will shine in Jesus' name. Brethren, just watch. Between now and the end of the year, you will see some dramatic changes. You know what I mean dramatic changes? Not, uh, there are some things that you can say, yeah, God is good, <laughs> yeah, we are doing well. Uh, no, 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 no. Dramatic changes. The one that you will see and say, ah, uh-uh, ah, uh, is, is this pastor, is he the only one in this church? Eh? Uh, is he the only child of God? Uh, you, they, they say, they say, in, in my language, they say, you, you better call good to yourself. Amen? If somebody would me this morning. That, I mean, people will look at you and say, ah, is this Sister Margaret that I've known? Or is it a different, uh, is it not that lady that goes to Christ Chapel? You say, yes, oh, so she's the one who, ah-ah. You mean she's one of that company? Say, yes, oh, so it's a company who say, ah-ah. They keep saying, every, after every question, they say, ah-ah. Say, ah-ah. Because it's unbelievable. God is taking you there. I'm not talking of five years time, oh. I'm talking of when? I'm talking of this year. Glorious turn around, great turnaround. around, because God is talking to somebody this morning. The righteous are shining forth as the sun in the kingdom of their father, and the kingdom of our father is not a kingdom that starts when you die. Jesus Christ said the kingdom of heaven is what? It's here. He said the kingdom of heaven is with you. So long as you live right, you live righteously righteously in this perverse world, you are on the cause, you are on the path of righteousness. And that testimony will be your portion. So that testimony will be your portion. The Bible says in Psalm 92, it said, when the wicked spring as the grass, When all the workers of iniquity do flourish, it is that they shall be destroyed forever. In other words, don't envy the wicked. Don't envy the unrighteous. Because your time is coming. In fact, for someone here, my message for you is that your time has come. I say your time has come. Now go to verse 14 of that Psalm 92. Verse 12 rather. Psalm 92 from verse 12 to 14. The first part I read was verse 7. Now you go to verse 12. He said, the righteous shall flourish like the palm tree. It shall grow like a cedar in Lebanon. I'm telling one righteous man or woman here today, you will flourish like the palm tree. I said, you will flourish like the palm tree. Now look at verse 13. He said, those that be planted where? 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 He said, they shall flourish in the court of our God. Where are you planted? That's the question: Are you planted in the house of the Lord? Are you known unto God? Does God know you as one of His children? Only those that are planted in His house will flourish in the court of our God. And the Bible says in verse fourteen, "They shall see, bring forth fruit in old age; they shall be fat." Isn't that wonderful? They shall, in, in the midst of all the fasting, the Bible says they shall be what? Fat and flourishing. In the midst of all their own exercises, it's not for six pack goals. They're just doing their own exercise. The Bible said they shall still be what? Fat and flourishing. Men will see you and envy you. But they will not be able to destroy you. Men will come to you and say, How are you doing it? Teach us. Show us. Show me. I want to know how to do it too. You'll be a testimony. I said, You'll be a testimony. Because when you have an encounter with the Most High, it gives you a testimony that nobody can just push aside. Hallelujah. And brethren, in the midst of all the turmoil, all the shaking, God is selecting some people for himself. Mm. He said, I will shake all, I will shake the heavens, I will shake the earth. The desire of all men shall come to you. Yes. Is that in your Bible? Yes. In Hosea chapter 2. I will shake the heavens, I will shake the earth. I will shake nations. The desire of all men shall do what? Shall come to you. That's why your testimony will be glorious. You are the-